everyone, and welcome back to the Between Realities VR Podcast. It's your favorite VR podcast. It's the best VR podcast. And you are here on the home of everything Between Realities, Between Realities. My name is Alex VR. I am co-host of this magnificent and amazing broadcast. And if you haven't tuned out yet, because I'm being an asshole, thank you. I am joined here by my co-host, Skiva. Skiva, dude, what is up, man? Oh, dude, not much, man. I've been having so much fun in VR this week and just chatting with the community and just hanging out with people. And it's been super awesome. So I'm super excited for today's show. Uh, dude, you are the best person in virtual reality. Oh, I, I just thanks, want you to know man. That. You are the best. Nice of like, you. Wow. He is the best. And I know that everyone wow. in chat here who has joined us today agrees with me. The guy's everywhere. He's going to guide you into an amazing VR experience. All you have to do is say, hi, Skeev. And he's like, come with me. <laughs> I will take you to the promised land. And it's amazing. And, and it's an honor to be here with you, sir. <laughs> right on, dude. Boom. Absolutely. Same with you, buddy. Hey, everybody in chat. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Dude, German Rifter is here today. German Rifter. Live. What is up, homie? He's How here, are you, man? live, catching the broadcast. Right What's up? Great to see you, Daniel. I know that's usually too late or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're going to play around with some times, okay? Mm -hmm. It's just for you, mm -hmm. too, Daniel. So get and, ready. And some glitch. And we, glitch, we, of we course. Love our glitch yes, Fandango of course. as well. Yeah, glitch but, Fandango does not often get to Rifter, see it man. Both of you dudes. We're going to do some earlier episodes, so get ready mm -hmm. for it. Paradise Decay, who's always here? P. Diddy. What's up? He's like the mod. Like, do we have other mods? I think it's just no. <laughs> hey, you know, if anyone in chat kind of want to kind of help with the mod stuff, so we don't have to click as many buttons, let me know. He said That'd we're cool. too fast. Because we are. We're kind of on we it. See it. We like let it through because someone yeah. will be like, "Oh, you know, whatever, man, shut the fuck up," and like it won't go through on chat because like yeah, when you cuss and stuff, that. yeah, there must be yeah. worse. Um, we can probably fix that. Yeah, we can. We can let. I think we can just let everything through. Yeah, but you know, well, yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. know. We'll we'll yeah. play around with that Figure too. Duty does. What's up, man? Duty. What's up, my man? What's up, dude? He is here. Creeper Betty in the house. Creeper Betty, Glad you got to come up? by, Creeper Betty. What's happening? She gave me my uh, PSVR adapter for the PS5. Sweet. Good Thanks. looking out, girl. Thank you. Um, QTC, the VR gamer. Yo, yo, yo. What's yo, Heck everyone? Yeah. Sweaty Nugget JJ. It's my oh. little homie in the house there. What's going on? Sweat Nug J Jizzle. <laughs> John Westra. <laughs> John Westra with What's the verified checkmark flexing on everybody, wow, as always. Good nice. to see you. Mash Daddy Cool is here dude he's hey a, what's he's up a, dude he's like a virtual stranger at this point right like full yeah bone. man it's yeah he's doing that guy's doing all kinds of great stuff in the very community view he's got he's got his own show he's got virtual strangers he's got a like a killer quest community on facebook with like one hundred fifty thousand people in it or something dude. it's crazy he's doing great things for vr that's man. a good way to get Just, shit yeah. started yeah like a fucking facebook group like yeah all of a sudden you're the admin and there's like 20,000 people a part of your group and they start yeah, or, taking you seriously. Him, 150,000 <laughs> yeah. or something like that. It's yeah, crazy. Exactly. Good job, man. Good job. Sterling Youngman, this is pre-recorded, right? Wrong! We're <clears throat> naming everybody by name right now and I'm sure you mm -hmm. figured that out. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. Is, is Space, Space Denison, which is Void Citizen. What is yeah. up, homie? I was Black Market uh, Honey. playing oh. with him last night. Dude, our Swedish friend. Been leaving oh. comments, man. Thank you for leaving yeah, comments dude. on our videos. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Oh, holy shit. Flick, uh, Glitch Fandango is here. Yeah, what's up, Glitch? Yo, it's okay if you pass out, man. We'll 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 let it slide, you know. <laughs> oh, and uh, my, dude, there's another verified tag in here, Michael uh, Sitarzuski. Oh, what's up, Michael? How are you? How's that was going, pretty dude? good, right? The pronunciation. That was pretty good. <laughs> Not wow. too bad. Nail that. Not Probably too nice. bad. We've also got Laszlo two sixteen, and uh, if what anybody else up? is trying to get in on this uh, sweet ass fucking shout out session, this is the time because yeah. we're getting ready to. Do we say uh, obscure nerd, Andy? Yeah. Is, is here because yeah. I think we're going to be hanging out with him next week in Los Angeles. I hit him up. 
Nice. So if anyone's in LA, we're doing a killer panel. Uh, uh, virtual reality, the future of video gaming, or the future of gaming, right? That's a pretty dope-ass title. Right? <laughs> I know. Me and Alex are moderating it. Los Angeles Comic Con. Come on over. Say hi. Watch the panel. Watch me freaking... Uh, pant and like try not to pass out Dude. on stage because i hate being in front of yeah people. right you know that because daddy's gonna be there everything's gonna be okay <laughs> skiba was freaking out because he was gonna do this panel without me <sighs> last time he tries that right yeah um yeah, no, no, no thank you <laughs> christopher Alex. christensen Thanks for being here. Also, Soul Fox Gaming. Soul Fox, dude. What's Fox, up, buddy? My buddy Fox. What's up? Hey, Thanks for coming <laughs> by, brother. Good to see you. What is that? All right. That was enough. That right? was, if you yeah. didn't if you haven't said anything in chat yet, you fucking missed your chance. Okay? <laughs> you show up here, you you you, you say something. Okay? <laughs> oh, don't just sit there and wait to get to the very end. Now what we have to elongate our beginning because you didn't want to weigh in earlier. Do no. what do what you want. Whatever. <laughs> like, stop it. Please stop Whatever. it. You're being mean to them. Um, <laughs> all right. Today, Today. on the show, dun, dun, dun. We, have a, uh, we have a lady here who um, is near and dear to the industry that I spend most of my time um, contributing to, right? And that is the industry of haptics. Everyone here knows that we are... First, big fans of B-Haptics. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, I represent B-Haptics. So they de definitely come up often in our conversations and stuff. But mm -hmm. B-Haptics, you know, which is primarily what ends up coming up here in our conversation, mm -hmm. certainly mm -hmm. is not the entire extent of the haptics industry. Right. You know, we see it often because it's definitely the consumer haptics. It's what is available for mm -hmm. us. It's what YouTubers are using and stuff like that. But the haptics industry is a whole big old huge situation yeah it's man. huge it's not just for vr either but i mean that's what we care about right bringing another sense into our virtual experience mm -hmm. so absolutely and uh it's a, a pivotal part of it and um our guest today is 100 percent in the world of haptics she is the host of the haptics club which is a twitter spaces show that eventually becomes a podcast uh she works in the haptics industry and she's going to tell us all about haptics as we get into it today. Please welcome to Between Realities, Ashley Huffman. Hello, milady. Hey, hey guys. Hello. How's it awesome going, to Ashley? Here. Good, Good to have you. Thanks for that, that really great intro. As yes. you know, I'm a huge fan of B-Haptics. Huge, huge fan. Super yes, cool. yes, as you should be. And you know, I took, <laughs> we took our time with the intro today. You know, it's like, you know, you know, relax a little bit and make sure that we efficiently explain what's about to happen. You know, so we're super excited to have you on, and uh, we're really glad that you had the time to come and join us here on the Between Reality Spaceship. Yeah, heck yeah. Love this topic. And like you said, it's a huge shock. There's like immense things we can go into, but VR is my happy place, and haptics is um, an integral part of that. So I am mm -hmm. jazzed to, to be here to jam with you guys on it, for sure. Hell yeah. Well, thank you. We appreciate you coming by and chatting with us. Mm -hmm. It means a lot. Thank we also you so appreciate the Arcanian VR. It's live, man. I said your name and I'm responding to you. So it is live right now. <laughs> We've also got Gamertag VR here. Absolute What's up, GT? titan of virtual reality Heck yeah. video content creation. Yep, the yep. guy is an absolute monster and we love him dearly. German Rifter, though, flying in with the five pound super chat to kick off the what? craziest super chat train. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, Cheers to the most badass you. woman in VR. Boom. From German Rifter. <laughs> oh, he paid money uh, to say that. <laughs> a literal legend a literal legend yep. so that's so awesome agreed he really he really Agreed. is dude, dude this 
he's a legend. Frankly, this entire fucking chat is legends right now. Mm-hmm. Smash reality. Jay Brown, wow, what's up? Chris what's Hanny up? from Space Pirate, J- like, oh, Rise, Rise the King. Everybody's up in here. What's up, guys? Thank you guys what's for up? joining us. Dude, it is so awesome. Real quick, Jay Brat just did ten straight days in VR, sleeping on a live stream with a fucking headset on, and with a, like a quest on, <laughs> hanging out in an index all day, getting into all kinds of craziness, man. And wow. It was just so cool. It was so cool to, to pop in all the time and be like, how are you doing? Like, see how, how the whole thing was, was working out. And he, um, he killed it, man. It was super entertaining. Everything it was awesome. I had a great moment where I popped into a stream and guess what he was doing? Hanging out with Skiva in Neos. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> That's Neo. Hey. <laughs> totally, man. You know, I, I think I saw one of his thumbnails who said, um, said 10 days in the metaverse i was like oh the metaverse you must be hanging out neos right apparently like neos isn't like as as important to everyone as it is to me apparently (laughs) very apparent (laughs) we are going to get into a little bit more neos talk in a little while because there's a few things we do want to talk about about neos well where do you want to start then because i feel like this is the time it is the time but but i i do kind of i think the thing i really want to talk about well first of all let's let's get into some crazy sales that have been happening because not sales like sales but like but the quest 2 hit 10 million headsets sold and that is huge right that's so big because we're about to get to christmas that number is going to go through the roof even further and that's just quest 2s this doesn't include quest 1s this doesn't include playstation vr this doesn't include oculus rift and rift s and the valve index and the htc vive and vive pro and all these headsets man our adoption right now is going through the roof and the shit is happening like vr is becoming a thing and it just makes me excited you know me i don't i don't really care to be like oh quest you know like meta whatever but like it's just awesome to see this number Right, because according to Meta, right, that is like the magic number, and that's just for that one platform. Mm-hmm. So we're really, man, it's getting big. It is getting big, and I think it's worth mentioning too that when Facebook was like crunching numbers or whatever, and they're like getting into the VR space, they said something along the lines of like that was the number that they need that they projected was necessary to have a self-sustaining ecosystem exist in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that number has now been achieved, at least is evidence that it's growing at a rate that they thought was possible mm-hmm. and that um, it's at a point now where hopefully it should be good. It should be able to run itself and mm-hmm. before we know it, like it's treated just as seriously as uh, all the other technologies that we use mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That's huge, man, because you know there's very few things in life that I believe in as much as virtual reality. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see this industry yeah. growing. And honestly, yeah. it's great that yeah. there's quests out there right now like yeah. because if you want to go get one you can they're like hey buy a quest get 50 bucks off of this or 50 bucks off at best buy or get 50 dollars gift card to yeah, buy they're games like, and stuff. they're like making yeah. it really easy to buy a quest yeah. right now which yep. is perfect timing to do it mm-hmm. and it's amazing because now people will get into vr at the price that they're supposed to get into vr at yeah in, in today's world anyway yep. you know because like I was on eBay the other day. I was just talking to Steve about this um, because I had to send my PS5 in for repair. The network doesn't work. And I went on eBay and people are selling open box PS5s on eBay for insane fucking numbers, dude. Like it is ridiculous. Like 
thousands of Tis dollars, the like five thousand dollars for a yeah. fucking used PlayStation Five, and wow. that is ridiculous. And I'm so happy that there aren't people out there, like kids, who are like begging for Quest Twos. That I mean, I don't. Well, t- Facebook and kids aside, okay. There are young people who want to get into virtual reality who, if if there's no fucking headsets, they can't. Or their parents have to pay the prices that are too much to pay to get into it mm-hmm. at this point. But now you can go get the $200 quest, give it to somebody for Christmas, change their fucking lives. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Hope everyone here is giving a headset to someone for Christmas this, this holiday season. <laughs> yeah. yeah in Canada, they're actually starting to get limited. So I think for anyone oh. who saw, I think Oprah's Christmas list, it's on her wish list. Like, oh gosh, it it's just a race to, to wow. snag them. Dude. But yeah, it's limited here. So it's like Oprah. Oprah really Winfrey is yeah. talking about about the quest and well, about virtual reality. Did she talk about it or she did it did. just show up on some kind of arbitrary? No, list? no, it was like a, it was like uh her her like gadget of the of the year or something, wasn't it? It was like a kind of a big deal. And she's like, I just love this thing. I put it on and like did she like say stuff like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't watch I, Oprah. I read some stuff but I don't watch Oprah either. Yeah, fair so. enough. Christopher Christensen, yo, ten dollars super chat. Aww. Can we please drop the confetti for this? Thank bow, 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 <laughs> Right. Someday you'll get those buttons right. <laughs> I will. Maybe if you label them for me, like we have to continuously. T- I want stickers, clip art stickers. It's the only way it's going to get done. Um, Make it well, it so you can troll him later. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Christopher. Thanks, uh, Chris. We appreciate here. that. We love you. Um, midlife Gamist VR in the house. What's what up, Midlife? Up, Good to How see you. you. It's been How a minute. Um, hey, what's up, Nathy? Dropping in. What's up, Nathy? How you doing? Nathy wants to know, what's Ashley. Up, uh, are you going to do any signing sessions after the show? I think he wants an autograph. Aw, I want his autograph. He's so cool. All right, everybody, uh, just stick around after the show. Uh, Ashley will be doing autographs for everyone. Um, you're just going to have to hang tight and please be patient, okay? Also, have your pocketbooks open and ready. <laughs> so so real quick, I wanted to. one of the things I wanted to talk about, besides the numbers of VR going through the roof, which is so awesome. And it makes me so happy um, that so many people are getting what I get. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's just great. Yeah. But, um, but there is, there's a game that I've been obsessed with <laughs> the past couple days and really for, for a little while, because, you know, I've, I've had the, I've had the opportunity to follow this game's development very closely because I work for the company and I get to see things that I can't talk about. And like, and it's just been an amazing ride. And now people are starting to play this game. And so after the fall this is the name of the game and it is so frigging good. It is so good. Like I've been having a blast playing this game. You hop in with four friends and you go out on these harvest runs, right? And you're just like, you're, you're out there. You're in this, in this crazy post-apocalyptic Los Angeles, California, that's covered in snow. And there's this new breed of zombie called the snow breed, um, that is adapted to this weather and, and all this stuff. And it is just, it is so cool. And to, to go through with your friends and it's not, it's not easy by any means either. Right? Like, like you run out of bullets, your team's going to carry you. And it's so much harder for them to get through some of these hordes because the hordes in this are absolutely ginormous. Mm-hmm. It's like 30, 40 zombies coming at you at a time. I mean, and the the bodies don't disappear either. They just stack. There's blood everywhere. I like do this. like that. It's so cool, man. <laughs> it is just so cool. So is this Left 4 Dead in VR? Because that's what everyone is like. That's Pretty like much. kind of the saying. It's like, yeah, it's Left 4 Dead in VR. Yeah, it's like I mean, what we thought it was going to be, and that's what it is. Pretty much. I mean, I'm going to jump much. into it this weekend. It's, it's, but... so, it's so fun, man, because like you really have to be like, 
you have like they're not everything isn't just coming at you from the front right like you think oh i cleared everything back there now you go forward you're taking out 30 things that are coming at you over here and all of a sudden a whole horde of shit behind you dude it's absolutely insane and in vr that's a lot to deal with it man. is like i get really mm-hmm. like uh anxious in vr when i know that yeah. my six is not covered do you play games like this ashley I do, but I'm such a chicken that it's just a disaster for everyone involved. But I'm really hyped to try this one because I've heard such amazing things about the multiplayer that it's like I've already warned people. I'm like, I'm getting this and you're going to need to cover me and I'm going to be screaming the entire time. But, you know, let's play. Let's definitely play. That's awesome. I want to hop in with you. That'd be a good time because, like, (laughs) it's been so cool going through this game with people who haven't played it yet and just hearing the reactions, like, like Mm -hmm. just people's minds being blown because... You know, Vertigo is doing something pretty special here. I, you know, having a lot of enemies on screen at the same time while ma- maintaining high frame rates is a difficult thing to do from a development perspective, from what I hear, right? I mean, I don't develop, but I mean, this is the type of thing that I hear that it's, you can't have like piles and piles of enemies coming on and then, and then leaving the bodies there too, and then mm-hmm. spraying everything full of blood. And it's just absolutely nuts. And these guys are like, they're really nailing it, right? Now, there are some bugs that have been happening in the playtest. I don't want you to think this game is perfect at this time, but I feel like this is what a playtest is for. So yeah. they can figure this stuff out, see where the problems are going to happen, and then nail them before before the game officially releases, which is on December 9th. Well, it's insane but, at this point, but it's almost like if they can do if they can put out a game on day one that doesn't immediately require a like day to patch to like mm-hmm. fix extremely glaring issues that should have been fixed from the very fucking beginning like snap turning or you know smooth mm-hmm. like whatever it is you know like as long as there's none of that stuff i feel like that's pretty good yeah <laughs> you know like yeah. and it doesn't sound like there is it doesn't sound like anyone's like well it's great but the reloading yeah. well, it's great but uh, you know yeah. the sprinting mechanic well, they gave you a lot of options too there's a lot of options there's a lot of snap turning styles and locomotion styles you know mm-hmm. there's different ways to load your gun you can have it more immersive or less immersive and then you know if 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 uh if you want to reload the clips manually and drop a clip and pop it in and pull back the chamber it takes longer to do so they reward you with higher a higher harvest count um, as you're collecting this stuff, so it's kind of not in vain to take the harder way. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Which is which is more immersive. Or you can do it where you drop a clip, you slam it into into your ammo belt, kind of like you do in Arizona Sunshine, mm-hmm. and it's reloaded, and you and you keep going. So there's a lot of options here, and they're doing a lot of really really good things, and uh, it's so much fun, and the environments are amazing, and the interaction with your friends is fantastic, and I, you know I've been lucky enough to play this with some really great people like Delirium Drew and void citizen and and today i was in there with paul from the vr realm and um and who else in um uh quip silva and um and robin's reality and just it's been it's been so much fun it says z storm gaming in there and go ahead ashley oh sorry just like robin oh yeah yeah we love robin she was just on our show (laughs) <laughs> so it's been great and you know having great friends to play this with is a big is a big dude, part of it too because and rise the king yeah. right now is hitting the fucking nail on the head he says dude the fact that you'll be able to play with psvr quest and pc together yes this will be the game people talk about in the way that we put half-life alex as a top tier game i think you are 100 percent right yeah there when i was playing firewall zero hour i was aware of a game called alvo in development and this is when i was a psvr owner and i was like 
wishing and praying that some cross-platform VR multiplayer game of quality would exist that would allow me to play something other than Firewall and connect with people in other communities. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Alvo took forever to come out. Yeah, like, way did. too long. And by the time it's it did it. come out, it wasn't good enough, and it just fell flat, at least for me anyway. Yeah. Um, this, you're right, dude. Rise of the King, you're hitting the nail on the head. The fact that the Quest guy can play with the PSVR guy and the PC guy will pull everyone together. That is what well, made huge. Fortnite then, popular. Yeah, and Straight then you up. don't have to worry about, like, is there going to be enough people to go in there and have a game right. with, with, with enough people, right? Because you're pulling these people from every single VR pot. So your your chances of having full lobbies is way higher. Yep, yep. So. And just the lack of friction, and mm -hmm. you can play with the kid from school you know mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if you have the same thing like right that is literally why Fortnite got yeah. big well that and it was free to play free to play and yeah, cross-platform sure. you sure. will have a successful game i don't know yeah. why people don't realize that like if you're a multiplayer you have to open it up let yeah. people get in there and that's tough that's a hard thing and that's why I, and that's why <laughs> after the fall has been in development for so long and it's been delayed because they really want to nail this cross-platform thing and and uh you know and hopefully it works you know I, I i can't speak to if that part works great yet because everyone i've been playing with has been on pc right. and and that's where the play test has been open it was only on the pc version so it'll be interesting as we start getting quest players playing with pc players playing with playstation mm -hmm. vr players and and seeing kind of how it all meshes together yep so all right enough after the fall what's cool. next um i've also played um, a really, really cool game called Eye of the Temple. Um, this game is special for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, it's beautiful, right? It's an absolutely gorgeous game. But the biggest thing is there's no stick locomotion in this game. You're actually walking around your play space. And you don't need, like, you know, a 30-meter play space to pull this off, right? Like... Like they can do it with two meters, three meters, I think is recommended, right? But like like a standard size virtual reality play space and they use all these little tricks that keep bringing you back to the center of your play space. But you think you're all over the place. Like you're running around in this temple like Indiana Jones, whipping things, you know, pulling switches, using torches to, to get through different parts of the temple. And it is just really cool, man. Like, like you're kind of like, like ultra immersed in this game. It looks beautiful. Yeah. You know, like when I first did T for God, my mm. brain splattered and T for God is the same situation. It's yeah. you set your play space and you just walk around forever in it and you're turning new corners and going up elevators and it feels like you're in an infinite space. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Blew my mind. But visually, T for God's got yeah, nothing as, on this. Like, as you can see as you here, can, T, yeah, T for nice. God is not the best visual quality, but where it shines is making you feel like right. you are in that space. But now, dude, this was like, you know, what, a year and a half ago, yeah. like two years ago that I first tried T for God. And now we've had stuff like Eye of the Temple come out. And it's like, I'm almost forgetting about T for God now. Like when you see stuff like this, like it looks mm -hmm. amazing. Like it's yeah. similar mechanics. I mean, T for God, the thing that really does different is it's procedural, procedurally generated yeah. spaces yeah. as opposed to like well-constructed and like almost like puzzly constructed spaces yep. but either way these like opportunities to use your own feet to walk around in vr with limited space super badass I absolutely super cool love man it. it's it's so good and the the crazy thing is and this game has been in development for like five years right and it's like 15 bucks like so, where else can so you get like yeah, dude, <laughs> look how where else can you get entertainment like this for 15 bucks 
Like you go to a movie, you buy one ticket. Guess right. what? You just spent like 15 bucks. Like what the hell? Dude. It's crazy. I want to talk about my movie. Ooh, can we, yes, can we move? Yes. I want to move. We can, we this. can. So, so yes, we went into my, one of my favorite places, which is Neos. <laughs> First of all, have you been in Neos, Ashley? Just so you, I, I'm curious of what your uh, exposure is to it. Yeah, I have. Um, but I have like a limited time played, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm kind of that's living okay. through Skiba and his adventures at this point. <laughs> so long as... Uh, very many. That's true. He's on his adventures. So long as you like are at least on the same page as us here. Because yeah. um, this experience that I did recently, I guess we did, um, was insane. I mean, do you want to start? you want to set this up? I do. Well, kind of before we get into what this experience is, I just want to kind of touch on Neos a little bit more and why it is the way it is and why I feel like this experience could only really exist in, inside of Neos, right? Because like, so, so Neos is kind of like VRChat in a very, like VRChat is like a very static thing. You go in there, what you see is what you get. You walk around, you talk to people, you socialize. It's very cool, right? Beautiful environments. You actually, you get to interact with real life people and create relationships. And that's a beautiful thing, Right. But Neos is like being in the Ready Player One Oasis. Anything that you can imagine, you can make happen if you want to put a little bit of time into it, right? Or like, and, and everyone in there is so helpful, right? You can make anything happen. You see a thing and you're like, like, oh, that gun should do this. You just click on it. You open an inspector window and you make it happen. Mm-hmm. It is just so freaking cool. And real quick, there's this little thing in Neos called NCR which is NEOS credits. And it's a cryptocurrency used to perform transactions within NEOS. So you can pay people for services. Uh, you can do all this th- this stuff, right? And you can pull this cryptocurrency out into Ethereum and then pull it out to US dollars if you want. But recently, just this month, like I think I had like $40 in NEOS credits in there, right? This month, that $40 went up to like 700 bucks. Like, wow, like the NCR is going through the roof right now. Like this is like, who, like if you told me, 30 years ago, like I'm sitting there playing Mario Brothers on my Nintendo, that like the coins I'm collecting would be worth real life money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? Like this video game currency is like, you can go and buy food with it if you want to in real life. Like what is happening? Can you this earn is those credits in game? So you can get paid for services in game, mm-hmm. but the way you earn the credits right now mm-hmm. is through being a Patreon supporter. And if you're a Patreon supporter, they every month they dump a little bit of Neos credits into your account, right? And there is they're working on a marketplace right now where you can buy things, and you know there's there's all kinds of things in development in the in the crypto and the blockchain uh, technology aspect of this metaverse, which you know crypto and NFTs and blockchain that shit was made for the metaverse, man. Mm-hmm. It just is like, this is a digital existence using digital currencies and digital art and digital this and digital Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it just blends together like milk and chocolate, right? So, I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy that this currency has just gone through the roof too, you know? And there are people close to millionaires because they've been in there right now supporting this, you know, at a high Patreon plateau. And it's not even fucking close to where it's going. Right, Not because you close. have to have a beefy PC to run this. Mm-hmm. You do. You mm-hmm. can't just throw in a quest and, and start up a native Neos client. I mean, there is one in development, and if you're a Patreon supporter, you can use it. Mm-hmm. But it's not there yet. It's mm-hmm. just not there yet. I mean, this is such a powerful platform. And so, the power of this platform, which has enabled this company called um, 
called the uh, the meta the meta movie the meta movie company, yeah, right? And the movie is called Alien Rescue. Yes, Ashley, are you familiar with the meta movie? No, I'm not actually. This was it was amazing. Okay, I'm going to start by saying that this is something that I thought was really really cool, and um, it has like it like has taken. It took me a while to like, I don't know, I'm like still collecting my thoughts from it, honestly. But to kind of paint a picture, the meta movie is an, a virtual reality experience where you, the, the participant, the person who buys the movie ticket, is the main character of the story. And hmm. the people and the characters who you are encountering throughout your experience are real people, actors, paid actors, playing roles of characters in the universe. Mm -hmm. And you start on a ship and you're interacting with an AI, like your ship has an AI, and this is a real person playing the part. So as you're responding to them, they're using your name, they're saying things that are very specific to like the shit you've been saying. And it didn't take me long to like start having some really interesting and weird feelings while I was in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, did. it was incredible. Now, you can participate and watch the meta movie without having a primary role as well, because as the hero, people are asking you questions. They're like engaging with you and your responses are going to have a significant impact on the way the story unfolds because there's people and they're literally improvising with you mm -hmm. and like rolling mm -hmm. with the punches. And like, if you say something, they're going to take it seriously and move with it. And it was um, insane. But if you don't really want to engage in that kind of role play, you can experience this as what they called an iBot. And an iBot is like a little floating R2-D2 looking dude that follows the hero around and has flashing lights on it that it can try to use to communicate with the hero if it maybe notices something on the other side of the room that the hero can't see. Mm -hmm. So you get you a notice different... danger around the corner. You can exactly. come back and kind of report back, flashing lights at the hero. Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it was absolutely insane. There was multiple, ex multiple moments in there where I felt like I was dreaming. And I was like interacting with dream characters. And as a result of that, I found myself um, embodying a personality that... I would that I wanted to embody that I wanted to have fun doing and I was super snarky and like really anti-hero and like not trusting anyone and like don't fuck with me because I will kill you your gun on your hip works like you can blast stuff like it's like a video yeah. game with actors in it and you're in the story and it was incredible yeah. you could kill the other you characters kill every and then person. the entire story <laughs> is completely different yep it was right? crazy. And there was, a, I had a lot of fun with the iBots. There was like, I think like, I don't know, maybe six to eight people who were there watching the movie, but engaging with me. And I would like call them all over and like, you know, oh, these are my little friends. And I'm like having fun with them and stuff. <laughs> and um, there was one scene that uh, kind of speaks to like the layers of immersion here where um, one of the characters was like, hey man, come with me. We're going to go like check some shit out. I'm like, okay, fine. So I start following him, and as we're walking away, I hear the other two characters start up a conversation. Like, as we're leaving earshot, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hold on, wait a second. He's like, what? I'm like, dude, just shut up, hold on. And I start listening to them, and like, they're barely in earshot, but I hear them talking about like sexual tension that had happened between them, you know? And like, 
it's up to me whether or not I want to go back and like eavesdrop more, go and interrupt their conversation or keep moving forward with this guy who's pulling me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like stop for a minute. He's like, dude, come on. I'm like, shut up. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I'm like interacting so naturally with these characters. And it was incredible. Like, I'm not going to talk too much about the decisions I made or the storyline elements Mm -hmm. because it's about an hour and a half. And yeah, it's uh, like full movie length. Yep, it's about an hour and a half long mm-hmm. of, of or so. And um, you know, I would I would suggest that if this sounds like something that you might be into, just fucking go and do it. Do it. Do it. it do it. Blew my mind. I was like floored at the end of it. Like I felt awake in a dream. I felt alive. I felt like and I was so grateful because at some point during the experience. I realized, and I feel like I'm getting a glimpse into the future of entertainment when I do this. 100%. I felt so grateful because I am the center of a storm. Like, there are so many moving parts, other human beings, all contributing to giving one person a truly immersive experience. It was me. You know, and like the iBots were in there too, and technically they're getting an immersive experience too. But if you're the hero in the meta movie, and that's where you get it, you got to be the hero. There are fucking yeah. twenty people all pulling strings like a haunted house to give you and only you an incredible experience. And I was mm-hmm. so fucking grateful for it when I got out of it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, and I realized that this is like an archaic approach. Like we have to have twenty humans filling these roles you know like that's a lot of manpower and energy and money to give an experience to one person but in the yeah. future ai's programs yeah. all that stuff but is you're gonna not make this really giving just the experience to one person right there are other ibots and there are people who genuinely don't want to have to participate they want to sure. watch mm-hmm. the story go down they want to see the beautiful sets they want to watch this movie and be able to go in there and interact as much or as little as they they want without any beautiful. focus being on them right and that's beautiful yeah. but yeah. it is all about the hero absolutely the I, I couldn't agree with you more but 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 if you are the type of person that doesn't want to do any interacting I would definitely suggest going Still go in. in as an iBot. Yeah. It was so fucking cool. That's cool. And this thing ain't going to be around forever, forever either, folks. So, like, we didn't get paid to do this. Like, they did let us come and do it for free. Mm-hmm. So, we might as well say that. Uh, I think the hero ticket's like 50 bucks. I would have paid it. In a minute. In a heartbeat. In a freaking minute, in dude. In a heartbeat. Yep. Like, this is like going to a theater and watching a show, but you can get up on stage and you can be like, mm, I don't really like what this is going. Yeah. Let's change it up a little bit. Yeah. Or even just being, just participating in it and being in the sets and these beautiful elaborate sets that people have constructed with the Neos that, you know, they have working, working lights and you're like actually going into the spaceship and you're going through the hallways and you sense the danger around Dude. the corners. And like, it's just, and, and the actors, I got to tell you, man, these are like legit, like Hollywood quality actors. This isn't like Joe down the street yeah, that's like, oh, serious. I'm going to try that. You know, <laughs> no, really these good. people are good. Staying man. in character, doing they a great job. Good. I yeah. am happy to spill details of this thing if any of you want to hear them. Like, if this is something that like, you're interested in, but you want to hear a little bit more, I'm not going to do it on the show right now. But yeah, message. By message all means, hit me up. Mm-hmm. I will happily tell you um, a little bit more about the experience and like some of the decisions and some of the scenarios that I got put into. Um, to help you like make the decision if you want to but anyway i would just say go fucking do it this, now, this is this is an experience that you will never get anywhere else you can't yeah, at this least is not today yeah yeah this it is one of a kind experience amazing. that is unreal amazing yep. the, the, the most recent thing that i've done that has even compared is meow wolf uh in vegas if you've meow, meow mm. wolf is like an interactive psychedelic art exhibit it blew my mind 
similar experience going into the mm-hmm. bed. But that's in real life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, this yes, you yes. can do from your living room. Yeah. Now, yeah. here's the thing. There, if During my experience, there was one, one major glaring issue I had. What do you want to think it was, Ashley? <laughs> no haptics. A lack <laughs> of haptics. There were multiple scenes when mm-hmm. I was in there and I was like, I should be feeling this right now. You know, like I walked past like a steam vent and like, poof, like blasting yeah. the steam vent. I was like, oh. Like I, as, as a haptic designer for B haptics, I was like, like jotting down every instance (laughs) where I wanted them. Um, Yeah. As someone who's experienced haptics, it's easy to like, understand that. Like I'm Mm -hmm. saying that to Skeevy's like, Mm -hmm. yep, 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 yep. There's a lot of people out there who have never worn a haptic suit, who haven't had any kind of advanced haptic experience outside of what is happening in their controllers. So for someone who hasn't, doesn't have any you know, outside uh, haptic experience, outside of the controller haptics. Um, wh- what do you say to people like this? And like, uh, when they ask you like why this is important, you know, like why, why would haptics be important in your words? If you look at the gaming industry in general, haptics has been a fundamental part of that. Um, and the reason being is because it does create, it does alter your experience. It does alter the way you feel, the way that you connect with the game. So I think for me, that's kind of like the first place I go, because that's the place where most people have the most experience. It's your Sega controller. It's your Xbox controller. It's the rumbling that you associate with um, just, you know, Command and Conquer for me or just whatever kind of title, uh, Sonic, any anything that you grew up playing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the starting point for me. I think, you know, it's t- tough for people to grasp haptics outside of that. Because if you look at haptics and how they're used typically, it's in smartphones. That's where you'll find the most haptics. Mm. And how they're used is very kind of rudimentary. It's a bit kind of Neanderthal if you think about it. It's, you know, buzzing uh, or clicks to let you know that you've pressed a button on a keyboard. Um, They're not used in a way that's advanced like you'd want from a gaming controller. So I think there's kind of like a bridge that you need to create and tie the kind of worlds together so it makes a little more sense of like why it's important. So if you think back to like arcade games, pinball games, it's like that extra kind of feeling you get that makes you believe that you're there, believe that you're connected, that you're controlling something because you can feel it. It's that that kind of like confirmation that you get from it, which, mm. you know, in um, VR is like literally critical. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember the PS3 days, the PlayStation 3 days? There was, there was, when the PlayStation 3 was coming out, um, there was this like beef that happened between Sony and the main provider that, that did the haptics inside of the, um, inside of the PlayStation controllers. And there was, there was a period of months and months where controllers went out with no haptics. And I was like, ah, that's not going to matter. And then I got the controller and it was like being numb. And now that's kind of how I feel when I go into something and, you know, I'm, and I'm expecting haptic feedback. I get shot and nothing happens. I feel mm-hmm. numb, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of weird how, how important every sensory input of our body is, mm-hmm. especially touch. Yep. Well, and it's like the digital experiences that we have are truly intangible. Like they don't exist in the sensory perception reality that we're all sitting here sharing. So you have to introduce some aspects of sensory perception reality in order to bridge that gap, kind of to your point, Ashley. I'm really glad you mentioned smartphones because this is not a opportunity for a a use case of haptics that I feel comes up often often enough 
uh, especially in our space when we're talking about this stuff. But like, how mm -hmm. many times have you out there, folks, when you use your phone like to fire it up and like you know punch in your fucking code or whatever and unlocks and you don't feel that little tiny bump? It you're like, wait a second, like no, like wait, this is dead. Like there is such mm -hmm. a subtle little bump in these devices when you're like closing something or you open yeah. it up or you put in your passcode or whatever it is that you absolutely notice when it's missing, but don't notice when it's there. Yeah. You get so used to it and you are like so naturally comfortable pulling that information in and just like adding it to what's happening to you. Um, I think it's really important to, to remember that. It really is. Can, can you imagine? And I just thought of this because I looked over a chat and I saw Chris Haney in the chat, right? Now, for, for those of you who have tried Space Pirate Arena, you know this is one of the most immersive games you can play, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. You are running through environments, ducking behind walls that don't exist, trying to shoot your friend who is in real life right over there. Mm -hmm. right? Like, it is so cool. But imagine wearing a haptic suit on top of that. Chris, it's like the first thing we said when we played the game. Yeah, like, <laughs> to, to have that, like, to, for him to shoot me into feel it yeah. while i am running down a hall like i can't we need it oh that's gotta that's gotta happen we man I, I just had to throw that in i saw you in there and i was just like like <laughs> there's few things that you can do to improve the space pirate arena experience because it is so freaking right. perfect but haptics is so critical well and you know that is of course an obvious use case of, of haptics sure. right it's like i got shot Mm -hmm. Now I'm feeling it like that is such an obvious use case. Um, and I think like one of the reasons why I like love that you brought the phone is because that's actually less obvious, even though mm -hmm. it's so much more prominent, like everyone experiences those haptics, you know? Um, so, I mean, what's, is there like, like what's, what needs to happen, you know, in order for people to like start to kind of put these pieces mm -hmm. together, you know, because I know it, Steven knows it, you know it, but like most people are not thinking about the fact that they're feeling their phone every time they pick it up. And when, as a B-Haptics employee, I'm trying to, to express to someone the reason that they should pick one up, it's like, if you can't see it, like, what's missing there? Like, why can't they mm -hmm. put those pieces together? And why isn't this something that, like, everyone agrees is absolutely fundamental? One of the things I think has been really interesting about haptics and smartphones, and one of the reasons why it hasn't been um, as... A popular or as used is just because I think it's been some weird chicken and the egg. Um, and I used an example of like radio and music to kind of describe it. Like if you think about it, every household had a radio at some point and they didn't have a radio because they're like, wow, this is a bitchin' looking technology. It looks cool in my house. I want to just have this cool looking radio. It's because it, they wanted music. They wanted to hear a news broadcaster. So that was the use case. It wasn't kind of like having the tech and um, they didn't have a use case. Mm. Whereas smart phones they all have haptics like probably 99% of them but the use case for the haptics is very limited so it's kind of this weird thing where we need content to be able to utilize the haptics and that's kind of the missing piece and there's like a lot of reasons why it's kind of like difficult to develop haptics um, for people that are you know have apps and want to create it there's limited ways to utilize haptics the technology is very specific type and you can only do a certain type of haptic feel within it just as you know like a more haptic language of my people when we talk to each other it's like the there's different kind of things that you can do and you're mm -hmm. limited so i think in the same things with vr it's um, we need 
good content for people to fall in love with it because you can't fall in love with the tech. You got to fall in love with the way that it's being used and doing it well and utilizing the tech based on the existing like actuator technology. It's it literally is one of the hardest things and it's kind of an art form in itself. So is that where you spend a lot of your time, like in that actual actuator technology or like where where are you finding yourself um, contributing primarily in the haptics world? Yeah, so Titan Haptics focuses on motor technology. So a lot of people know HD um, uh, music or video, but we're HD haptics. Um, and so we're looking to take that kind of like rumbly console experience and bring it to smartphones. So miniaturizing our technology so it'll fit in smartphones and VR controllers. And we can, you know, bring like an amazing wideband feel so you can have a deep rumble mm -hmm. of your controller that you know from Xbox or PlayStation to the kind of like high end buzzing of a smartphone. So that's kind of the game and area that I play. Um, I'm all about strategic partnerships. So I want to work with people to bring our technology to their experiences. And I also work with developers so that they can test out what it's going to be like to have future technology and like what's their game going to feel like. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time I spent with just creative people who are, they've got this like idea in their head that they're trying to get out. And that's really um, what developers are all about. It's like they've got this vision and they want to like bring it to the world. And in terms of haptics, it's like they also have an idea of what that say blaster feels like. Mm -hmm. It's like they have an idea of how it feels like to load. They have an idea of what it feels like to shoot, what it feels like to have recoil, what it feels like to be shot. Um, and it's maybe it's an experience that no one's ever felt before because it's an entirely new uh, like weapon concept. Mm -hmm. And so my thing is like, how do we take that and we turn it into like a real life experience that someone can actually test and play. So like, yeah, we're an actuator company, but I work with folks to try to bring their visions to life in that kind of way. Cause like, there's so many creative people with like crazy ideas, but uh, like they're currently kind of limited by how and you know what. So yeah, trying to bridge like that with how our... much it costs too is like a huge one. Yeah. Or, like how many, mm -hmm. like how useful it'll actually be, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm sure people can come up with amazing haptic um, like concepts, but it's like, yeah, but, but why, <laughs> you know, like, but yeah. what is the use case of this specific technology? You know, that and, kind of and layers of friction too, right? Like right. it has to be easy, you know, the haptics and cell phones um, and, well, and like controllers, intrinsic. they're in there and, and you know how awesome it is. You didn't, no one had to be like, no, you got to get this thing because mm -hmm. it's going to make your experience better. Right. Like it's in there. So now you, now you know, yeah. right? So, so there is, there's a little bit of a layer with something like behaptics, but behaptics makes it so easy. You like start a program, you push the button mm -hmm. and you're done. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Yeah. So the adoption of these things, but mm -hmm. you know, so one of the other connection points for me that I find amazing for haptics is like, like I've been, I've been spending a lot of time in social VR, right. And being able to see my friends and hug them and have a, mm -hmm. a response on my body mm -hmm. is crazy to me. Like I actually feel like an even deeper connection, being able to, to high five someone, give them a hug, you know, um, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, pat someone on the back. Like it's great. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's just nuts what mm -hmm. that brings. Imagine, imagine a life where you didn't feel anything. I couldn't come over to you and high five you or, or hug a friend that was having a hard time or like, you know, all of the physical things in life. It, it is such an important part of living. And I feel like that absolutely translates to virtual reality. And it was a haptic experience that broke my camel's virtual reality back. When yeah. I fucking high five someone in, in rec room. That's right. Yeah. I high five mm -hmm. someone and I, Felt it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" 
Like I just crossed space and time to high five someone and I felt it in my fucking hand. Like that was it for mm -hmm. me. Like I became Alex VR in that moment, you know? And, and I truly believe that it was the haptic that was responsible for it. Like the visual, sure, but it's when it connected that I was like, mm -hmm. this is profound. It became instantly profound the second that the haptics kicked in. And I can say that, right? And I think a lot of people understand that, you know? I am really proud of the B Haptics team for the tools that they have developed to help visualize and demonstrate what their shit does. Like I can put a visualizer on a video that lights up and shows you and helps you kind of understand what this experience might be like for me. And I think it does a great job of, of illustrating what it may feel like to be wearing the vest. But at the end of the day, unless you're wearing it, you don't have the experience and you don't know exactly how profound it can be. Right. Oftentimes, and like I said, I preface this by saying, I don't, I don't get this often, but every now and then someone in the community is like, Hey, like, so what it vibrates? You know, like, so what is it, a bunch of vibrations or can you actually feel something? And the answer mm -hmm. is, no, it's a bunch of vibrations, but it is a lot more than that, I would say. Wouldn't you say, Ashley? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think when you're in the moment itself, those vibrations kind of change into whatever you're doing at the time. So it's like I had a similar experience as you, like kind of an aha moment. There were two, actually. One, the most recent one, I was at a virtual conference. And there was another person to my side and we just so happened to both kind of like lean and kind of like go to touch each other's hand just to see what it would do like at the exact same time and there was like a haptic buzz at that moment when we touched fingers and that was kind of huge it's like small but huge at the same time mm -hmm. because it's the start of like making it actually feel like someone else is there with you rather than just this kind of like emoji that you know just is kind of like its mouth moves and beyond that nothing happens so that for me was definitely an aha moment mm -hmm. absolutely it's you know it's uh it's interesting because we, you know we talked earlier about like some so many like obvious use cases for haptics like like recoil for example is a great one you know but mm -hmm. there might be things that don't have normal haptic experiences that then you almost like create that experience for you know and mm -hmm. What ends up happening is your brain does the work really fast. It's like, oh, I know what really that means. Really well. <laughs> and, and really well. And it's yep. like, I know what that means. Mm -hmm. And it takes that vibration, registers it as a function of the thing that you have just done. And now it means that, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily even have to have a, a, um, a like visual representation. One of my favorite ways that I've noticed a developer integrate tactile for face. Mm -hmm. which of course the primary way is as anyone can imagine you get headshot mm -hmm. you get headshot poof, this thing hits you're like shit i just got shot in the face and it's more insulting that way honestly when you feel it it's yeah. more insulting <laughs> um but in guardians on uh which is like almost like a it's kind of to me it feels like being in the movie starship troopers mm -hmm. uh, it's like a wave shooter tower defense game that's multiplayer and i, I actually really love it um but in that game if you're Base starts taking damage, you get the vibrations here on your face. Mm -hmm. So I'm not getting shot in the face, but my base is taking damage, and that is important. Mm -hmm. Importante. And maybe like the alarm is going, I'm not hearing that shit. I'm too busy blasting, blasting bugs. But then when I start mm -hmm. feeling this, I'm like, oh shit. So now my brain has attributed my face buzzing to my base is in danger. Not I'm getting slapped in the face right. by an invisible hand. 
it means my base is in danger. Mm -hmm. And my brain did all of that. Like if it was up to just the sensation, every time my face buzzed, I'd be like, wait, what just hit me in the face? Yeah. But I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a, there's a bunch of things that really blew my mind that weren't shot based vibrations either. I mean, the very first one was in half-life Alex. I mean, you're, 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 you're injured, right? And your heart's beating and you feel heart beating in your chest. And when you feel your heart beating, there is a sense of anxiety that you can't get around. It adds a lot of pressure to the situation. It really, really does. I mean, it is way different than hearing a little ding and you see the little heart thing blinking. This is like, oh my God, I'm getting like a response, yeah. oh, right? But then you go over to a health station and you and you heal. And I always wondered as a kid, what would it feel like to, to heal in a video game? Now I know it's insane. It's so cool. Like it kind of goes like up your stomach, down your back, and you feel like you're being rejuvenated. <laughs> and it was just absolutely unreal. I mean, that was one of the coolest experiences. The other one was jumping off a building in Population One mm. and flying and feeling the wind yeah, going wind down my are body. So, good. so cool, man. I mean, so cool. It has nothing to do with getting shot or being hit in any way. I mean, those are things that, like, you think, oh, what does vibrating have to do with wind, right? But, like, your brain, your brain is like, Oh, this is this. It connects it for you. Mm -hmm. It does all it the really work, does. and it really, it really makes. Especially when you're cool wearing experience. a fucking headset, because yeah. you're immersed. You're immersed yeah. in a virtual yeah. space. So absolutely, you're. It's so yeah. Easy EWE to this year, I was able to try um, a lot of different kind of haptic technologies. The majority were gloves, actually. So oh, okay. I tried like the haptex glove and the sense glove and a contact eye glove. And um, the crazy thing about that is like with the haptic gloves, they utilize a bunch of different kinds of technologies, haptic technologies, uh, like microfluidic um, kind of like skin is one that haptics has where it's essentially picture like a surface covered in circles and each of those circles um, kind of puffs out um, mm. to provide pressure. And like that in itself isn't like replicating human touch, but your brain really does kind of like make you think that that's realistic. So in the example I had, here's the the demo had, basically you put your hand out and the demo would have like a spider crawl into your hand. Nice. And because of the way that they changed the pressure points, it literally felt like a spider was walking in your hand. The other one was like grass. So you'd rub your hand against it and you could feel the kind of like strains of grass. So oh, it's like yeah. your brain really does find ways to just like convince itself that that's true. Another one was um, the uh, sense glove had, you know, actuators in the fingertips, essentially. And I was able to like touch a surface and it, it gave me kind of haptic feel at the exact time where I'd touch. And it made me feel like there's a surface there. So mm -hmm. it's like convinced me that my my scenario is much more realistic because it's like I could feel along surfaces. So there's like a kind of a a convincement that I, I'm in confined in some way that and, and the objects that I touch are like as like more realistic. So I think just with simple motors, you can do a whole lot um, to convince yourself that, you know, things are real, that, you know, things are different textures, um, things are like you're picking up, say, in Half Like Alex, the difference would be picking up something that feels like a squishy teddy bear versus picking up something that feels like a bottle mm -hmm. and being able to tell the liquids inside. So there's like so many different things you can do with like really simple haptics that are very enchanting. Right. Um, and I always and tell just, people yeah, to remember Nintendo, like pick up your Nintendo Switch and play something and pay attention and you will notice when mm -hmm. your character opens a door when he lands from a jump mm -hmm. when he like all these mm -hmm. little tiny little bumps yeah. that bring so much to the experience that you are just as, as the user just just like it's melting together you know like you're just getting one experience but i noticed when i was playing fucking super mario 3d all-stars on my switch they added haptics mm -hmm. to mario 64 like 
Oh, that's so cool. Like when you open the doors, like when you long jump, like Mm -hmm. I can feel all that in the control. They know, they know how important haptics is. And we, uh, real quick, we got a, a a super chat from Paradise Paradise Decay. I did it. I hit the right button. Right on. And PD is, uh, is asking how good do you think the PSVR two haptics will be? So for people that don't know, PSVR two is going to, is, has built in face haptics because they know how important that shit is right, right? like like uh b haptics has has a facial interface that you can buy but you know it's got metal things inside of the of mm-hmm. the cushion it for long play periods it can it, it's not super comfortable totally. you know it pushes out your field of view a little bit so you know but but to have it built right into the headset i'm very surprised that this hasn't been done already like what what took so long mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. right i feel like that's that should have been done ages ago very very first headset right so i think it's gonna i think it personally it's gonna be huge what do you think ashley psvr2 haptics yeah i think um two things on that one is what i love about sony is that they don't release anything unless it's epic like they're very specific about nice. the quality of things and so it's kind of like they just won't bother like we, like we're just not going to release it so i think it's going to be good just because of that their past history um, and they're well known in the haptic space for having epic haptic experiences. Like they're the makers of the dual sense. So, you know, if you, it probably won't be the dual sense, but they have the capability. And then I think um, the other side of that is you, there's a lot of cool things you can do with haptics outside of just vibration. Um, some of the experiments we've done is you can do bone conduction, which means you can do sound and haptics at the same time. That's something we were experimenting with tack hammer technology. So, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff beyond just feeling, you know, gunshots to the face. There's, you can utilize haptics in kind of crazier ways than totally. just that. So, you know, there's but, a lot yeah, of companies. I'm, I'm amped. There's a lot of companies out there who are doing a lot of research. You know, obviously Facebook put out their mm-hmm. um, their research thing, which of course Haptex then clapped back being like, oh, wait a second, that's ours, dudes. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, but I look at that shit and it's like, fluid filled sacks on this like that doesn't just does not look practical to me if i'm being honest you know what i mean yeah. like everything's gonna start somewhere and it's gonna miniaturize of course you know you know and there's like all kinds of crazy shit going on you know we uh or i guess i used the tesla suit at ces two years ago and that's a completely different situation going on there and what that's capable of delivering is so much different than what the haptics is able to, to do. And what I find interesting is that some of the effects are emulating the same thing, you know? So like wind, for example, I know what it feels like to use wind with the haptics. Like I'm flying and pop one, it's rolling on me, it's sweet. And the Tesla suit also did wind, but they used the uh, like electricity stimulus. And it was literally shocking me in a path like across my chest that uh, – it feels like electricity straight up <laughs> literally feels like electricity, but it does create this wave sensation. Like you feel mm-hmm. it moving across, um, with the Tesla suit, the thing that I noticed the most or like the, the closest to reality application I could come up with was scratching. Like if like the way that it moves down the thing with like the electrical, like stimulus, it's like needles almost. And if I was playing a game where like a, a jungle cat reached out and like swiped my leg or something and like, like put that mm-hmm. haptic across my leg, that shit would feel like you got scratched mm-hmm. like for real. And of course it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt your skin. It wouldn't draw blood or anything, but it actually is Can uh, be painful. a le- level of discomfort. Yeah. 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 Well, 
you know, I, I think it's it's huge for all of these companies to be making advancements in all different kinds of haptics because it all bleeds into each other eventually. And I think I think one of the things that's interesting about about us talking about the PSVR two haptics is not just that that they have haptics in the face inside of the HMD, right? But they also came out with adaptive trigger haptics yeah, on their controllers, cool. which are have been confirmed to be making its way to the PSVR2 motion controllers, mm-hmm. right? Because that thing is like, that. it almost feels like there's a hydraulics in the trigger that can stop you like it can make the trigger real stiff it can it can give it like a spring effect it can make like a like a machine gun type of thing every gun in some of these games feels different and you can recognize what gun you're shooting just by how the trigger feels in this and and that is probably the biggest controller haptic advancement we've seen since the very beginning of there being haptics and controllers yeah it is huge and i think what that's going to bring to virtual reality is absolutely just gonna it's gonna be mind melting Mm -hmm. you know but but between the face haptics and the trigger haptics Dude, Sony, Sony, I keep saying this, been saying it since the very beginning of the show, man. Sony's going to walk in with their PSVR 2, drop the mic, yeah. walk away, be like, yeah, what's up now? Yeah, they will. You know, mm. I am, honestly, I'm still kind of like thinking about um, like pain and haptics. And I kind of want, I want mm. Ashley to weigh in on this a little bit, you know, because I've had people um, like say, I wish it hurt, you know? And yeah. what we talk about, we talk about saying basically like the brain like fills the gap for you you know mm-hmm. like when you shoot me in the head my face vibrates that like hurts you know i'm like ah i don't like that and like mm-hmm. that's not a good thing my brain knows that that's not a reaction that i need or want but it happened and now i'm dealing with it kind of situation you know but do you think that um like painful or discomfort or has a uh, painful experiences or, or discomfort in general in haptics has a place um do you think it's valuable um do you have any thoughts on it yeah, for sure. Um, it actually brings me to a past haptics club guest we had, uh, Jasmine and Jazz from the University of Chicago. So they were working on a, um, it's like this kind of like haptics um, armband, and it used chemicals as a way to create uh, haptics. And uh, they use things like chemicals to create pain, um, chemicals to create tingling, uh, chemicals to create like really cold. So I think there is a lot of value to being able to replicate real life experiences, even ones that are pain and it's not actually pain. So the example they gave um, to kind of like put it in context, like they're not, you know, slicing you with a, 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 I don't know, a knife or something. But if you eat like little peppercorns or these like little peppercorns you can eat and they make your tongue tingly and it kind of yeah. is uncomfortable, it's that similar kind of experience. So I think pain can be something that's definitely good for training, um, like all this kind of like industry related VR. It's important for you to understand what it's maybe it feels like as a, uh, you're the, you know, I don't know, the guest at the hospital who's getting surgery versus you're the doctor um, giving it and understanding the what it feels like to puncture like a surface, right. like two different, very different type of haptic feels. But I think for people who that uh, really like virtual reality, uh, I think it's just going to be one of those things that becomes norm because it's it makes your game a lot more immersive. Like if you get hurt, it's going to stop you from getting hurt. Just like you said, Alex, it's like it's uncomfortable and you don't like it. So mm-hmm. you're going to make sure you do your damnedest to like not get shot or, you know, not fall down that pit of spikes and kind of thing like that. So I think it's super valuable. Is it going to be coming anytime soon? I don't, I haven't seen any technologies that make it 
you know, easy for consumer companies to integrate. Mm-hmm. The the chemical haptics one has a few, um, you know, uh, things to That's work some out. Some glaring issues there. Uh, <laughs> <before> <laughs> pretty glaring. <laughs> a, few, a few chemical related issues. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I could see that in like a, like a haptic suit um, and it just becomes a part of it. If it's raining and it's cold, I'd want to feel that versus if it's raining on like a warm day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting to me that there are people out there that actually want to feel this pain, right? Because let's be real. We do everything in life to avoid pain, right? A lot of us. Like, yeah. I mean, most of us, we want to avoid pain. And it's one of the reasons why we go into VR to do some of these experiences that we don't want to do in real life, right? Otherwise, no risk, right? There's no risk. You could go out right now and you can get some pretty crazy weapons and you can go beat each other in a field. Why don't you do that? Because it fucking hurts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't want that. In fear. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to feel, you know, I want to feel something and but, have my brain go. That's supposed to be, that's a signifier of pain. I don't want it to really hurt, but I bet I'm just going to play a little devil's advocate here. I bet the risk is um like bodily injury and death less actual pain like pain and bodily injury are not the same thing so like if you cut me yeah that's a bodily injury i have a fucking problem now right yeah. but if i just felt a little bit of pain i bet you people would be willing to sign up for that experience be like you know what fuck yeah i'm gonna kill this guy you know and they're like yeah he's gonna feel it all right and you know both people <laughs> us agree and no, neither one of them experienced and, and like i bet you people would i do think it. something like the tesla suit could invoke pain, actual it pain. Did. It does. Yeah, I, it, you're, it's and literally fucking. It's going to be you. interesting in the future to see what you know. We have a we have a problem in today's society right now where people hack things and they go in and they do things that people don't want these things to do. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you're in a Tesla suit and someone that you have a problem that has a problem with you hacks into your shit, <laughs> cranks it and up, and they just. <laughs> man Light you dude on fire. this is some interesting stuff coming in our future man and and i don't i don't know if pain is a, is a great thing <laughs> well I, don't know, dude, like... I mean pain, pain is a very valuable teacher you know it's pain teacher, is like yeah. incredible like it's needed yes it like, is i it's so funny we're talking about pain right now i recently saw a documentary about a kid who was born without the ability to feel it oh not good yeah no he that scratched is not his good. entire fucking face off Wow, because he, yeah, because he didn't shit. know. Scratch I mean, imagine you, you, you put your arm down in a, on, a, on a hot stove. You don't know it's on. I mean, the pain is there to be like, no, move it now. Right. Bad things are happening to your body. Right. Now, 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 do it. So right? imagine you had an immersive experience that was virtual, that you put your hand on a hot stove and you felt that burn, then you pulled the headset off and it was gone. I bet you you won't go around putting your fucking hand on hot stoves in yeah. the real world anymore. Sure, sure. And I then, don't know. And then, I mean, the ultimate, the ultimate, of course, where this conversation will ultimately always end up is hit on by Arcadian VR here. And it's like, how long until a brain interface is all you need to feel things? And like, well, I mean, that, <laughs> that's where we're going, right? Yeah. Our body is pre-wired for this stuff. It has everything it needs to feel pain, to feel yeah. warm and tingly and great. It the has brain just all needs the of the things. If you can intercept that, right, and you can use the pre-existing wiring that we already have, that's all you need, yep. right? We just have to get to that point. And I don't think, you know, we probably won't get there in our lifetime. Maybe my kids see it, will see it, right? Maybe my, maybe my grandkids will see it. Who do knows? You, do but... you see a timeline on any of this stuff, Ashley? Like, do you, because some, there are some times where I feel, I feel like I can resonate with this perspective and I'm like, oh, what we're doing right now is archaic. 
It will not be necessary in the future, and we're just doing our best with what we got. That's how I feel about the meta movie. Like, they're doing their best with what they have, and they get 20 fucking people to come together to make it happen because that's how they have to do it. Sure, but eventually there'll be, like, artificial intelligence. You won't need to pay actors, right? Yeah. But right now— with haptics, we might be in a world— Like, do you ever feel like maybe that's kind of happening with us now in haptics where, like, this is almost, like, inevitably archaic and, like, we're going to do it for as long as we need to, and then maybe one day— BCI or something more profound will come along that does a way more uh, like realistic job of having a human experience some of that stuff. Yeah, that's definitely, I've had many conversations that are similar to this one actually, where there's always like one person who's like, no, no. And I'm on the yes, let's, let's get on this kind of bandwagon. Um, I hope it's possible. I hope that it turns into just some way that you can connect into your brain and that becomes the best haptic experiences. You know, you're tricking your own body, but when will that happen? That's hopefully before the, the sun takes over the earth yeah, in right. you know, billions of years. <laughs> I'm not know. sure how soon it's going to be. I think we got to like get through how to figure out what it's going to be like and utilize the technology we currently have. And then eventually we'll, we'll get there. I don't think we're anywhere close. Yeah. Midlife game is coming through with the comment. Jackass VR coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's so funny because we all watch that to watch those guys hurt themselves, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, man. That's, that's uh, it is. Um, it is kind of fun. It's, I guess it's fun to speculate about, you know, and like mm-hmm. imagine, like, oh, are we gonna have? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I right now, I'm optimistic because. I'm still, I'm not dead yet. You know, we got, I, I hope I have a few more decades to go in my life. And I feel like VR is the beginning of all of this. You know, I, I see evidence in what we're talking about right now as what, you know, this currently existing, moving towards something like that. You know, I wake up from dreams and they're so fucking immersive, you know, like my brain is creating re- realities every single night when I fall asleep every night, you know, and some people who become lucid dreamers, I talked about this last week on the show, learn how to master that. And they basically become masters of their dream realities, you know? And it's like, I, well, that's like evidence of, for me. Like yeah. that, that that is like evidence and VR is like evidence and everything in my whole fucking per, like, I don't know, from like my whole scope of, of where I'm looking at life seems to be pushing towards this idea that like, we are going to fuse with this technology in a way that allows us to do whatever we want, like limitless potential of reality at our fingertips. And I feel like what we're doing now is like the old, old, hilariously retro looking version of the first totally, twinklings man. of that. There will be history books where kids look back and go, Oh my God, people used to put screens on their eyeballs mm-hmm. to trick their visual. Like, like, you know, we're not talking like, like 20 years down the line, we're just going to be able to jump into a different reality and everything's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. This could take a hundred years, mm-hmm. right? This could take a thousand years, but eventually it's going to happen. Is this happening? Everyone <laughs> is working okay. towards this future. We're all trying to fool our bodies, fool our perspectives, fool our brains into into experiencing things we're not really technically experiencing mm-hmm. this is where it's all going it just might take a little bit to get there 100 but you don't ever get there well, and if this, you don't try this is why this becomes a philosophical conversation for me because then what what how do you define an experience like what makes this 
an actual experience versus some of these other ones. You know, like all this is is a culmination of five sensory perceptions. Well, that's just that's it. it. That's you just know what it. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. how, how do we know that this is base reality? You know, and like, that's really mm-hmm. what we end up getting to. And I mean, what are you thinking about right now, Ashley? I think it's it's so important that we continue to have these kind of conversations that we continue to like people that have dreams like yours continue to share them because as we look back in history the only reason why we are where we're at right now is because someone said something completely bonkers a lot of people said that's stupid that'll never happen and it took that someone saying something for other people to be like hmm hmm and it life is a series of hmms of a bunch of human beings who actually make a difference and just try. So I think like, I'm super excited about this because it's like creative people just need to keep being creative. And VR for me is like seeing this unlock as it happens because you start with like really simple games. And now we're seeing experiences like you mentioned where it's like, it's a choose your own adventure with real freaking people. Um, so I think that's, for me, that's super exciting that it's gonna happen, but we need to, someone's gonna have to like talk about it. We need to think about it. We need to think about how we can get there and what what's the vision look like. And sometimes who cares how to do it? It's more of like, what do we want? What's kind of like ideal, what would be really cool? And just, we'll figure it out as we go. That's kind of what, what's on my, yeah, what's on I my mean, brain. You know, when you really think ask. about it, a lot of a lot of the stuff we're trying to do you know, has been shown and written about for centuries. It's been shown in mm-hmm. movies for decades and decades and, and people writing sci-fi things. And then there's some smart guy out there that's like, no, no, we can do that in real life. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of people get together that are all super smart and they have different experiences and, di- and all different kinds of ways they can contribute to solving a problem. And that's what we do is we solve problems. I mean, we create a lot of problems too, right? But, we, but p- smart people get together and they figure out how to get shit done. And this is never going to stop. People are going to continue to beat this problem into the ground until we figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I have no doubt in my mind that we will eventually be able to use our internal wiring to to, to do all this stuff, to smell things, to touch things, to feel Mm -hmm. everything that we would feel in regular reality. And then it gets to a point where you, you know, where you're like, well, how do we know this hasn't happened already? Right. Right. This, this might, cause I know, I know, man, that if someone showed me my life on a piece of paper and they're like, this is the storyline of this game, hop into this thing, we'll stick this thing in your head, I'd be like, sign me up, this is awesome. Dude, I fucking loved the meta movie. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I felt like I was in a dream. Why did I feel Mm -hmm. like I was in a dream? Because dream is reality, and I have tried to train myself to be a master of that reality. So when I'm in a meta fucking movie, and all of a sudden, I'm saying and doing what I want because I can... I felt like I was awake in a fucking dream. And that's why we have started this show because we started to come to this understanding that this technology literally could be used to help people find themselves, to understand Mm -hmm. who they are and what it fucking means to be a human being. Because that's what we're scratching at the surface of here. What does it mean to experience reality? You know, because at this point, it's up in the fucking air because. Mm -hmm. If you start to define these things, you start to understand that this is all, there's not black and white. There's a million shades of gray here. And Mm -hmm. maybe the reason why you love having the full body tracking and looking down and seeing your feet is because it's been so long since you actually looked down and saw your feet. And VR literally gave you that experience again. (laughs) No, but that's funny. No, but but you were present. You were there. You were like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I'm here. 
And it, it gave you this moment of self-awareness and self-realization that we are out of touch with in our real world. When are you ever looking down at your feet and being like, oh my God, I'm here. You should I be. exist. Yeah. Yeah, you should like be. I'm perceiving yeah. reality right now. Oh my God. It's an awakening moment. And there will yeah. be people who do virtual reality and have that experience. And it will do, it will change their mm -hmm. fucking lives. Mm -hmm. They're gonna go out and do the things in the real world that they've never had the courage to do because they've never looked down and seen their fucking legs and feet. And now they can. And they're like, wait a second. If I can look in the virtual world and see myself, like then you pull it off and now you've just gone up a layer of reality. And maybe one day we'll pull this off and there will be another higher level of reality for us mm -hmm, to experience. Mm -hmm. But it's Man. profound, dude. There's something it really is. fucking special happening here. It is. The more the more senses you get involved in this stuff, the more profound it is. Like I like I remember I remember going into Neo, so full body tracking full body tracking and full body haptics. And oh my it was damn near a religious experience. Straight like up. to look down and to see my body doing exactly mm -hmm. what it's doing in real life, twisting my legs, make it pointing my feet. Like you could, it's weird. The things that you can be like, wow, that's so cool because you don't look down and do that in real life. Why? Why don't you? Right. Why? Right. You should. But because then, and then to, it's because you're like, you're standing there. You give yourself two seconds. They're like, oh, wait, my phone's going off. I should be doing this. I should be like folding laundry. I've got to go to work. I've got to do these things. Yeah. But when you put the headset on, it's like, that's a disconnect. All those things disappear here like no one can really reach you or you can at least you can make it so they don't and so that's your chance where it's like your brain just i think just kind of releases and it's like i'm in this space and this is reality this is this my reality right is now why people meditate okay mm -hmm. this is what meditation is meditation is that clearing it is wiping away all that bullshit and that's why this might help people because not everyone can, you can't explain that to everyone. You can't just be like, sit down, close your eyes and let go of every thought you have for the next 30 minutes. Like a, it ain't easy. B that's a big ask for someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and C, not everyone realizes that they're spiritually stunted and, yeah. and, and, and not, and not manifesting a reality that they're capable of manifesting if they allow themselves mm -hmm. to and VR, all you do is say, put this on. Mm-hmm. Put this on. And all of a sudden, your real happens. world goes away. And it happens. Your problems, you're in another place, in another time, experiencing something different. Your bills aren't a thing in there. That neighbor down the street that bothers you isn't a thing in there. It's, it's, it's a complete different reality. And you're able to really sit back and, and notice it and really connect with a, with a different then, existence. And then maybe, just maybe, when you pull that headset off and you're sitting there on the fucking couch... And you remember your VR experience and you look down at your legs, you might be like, wait a second. There's really good haptics here. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, do you feel the texture of this table? Like we literally might be fucking blowing people's minds and making them wake up to the realization that they're fucking human just by putting a VR headset on in the future. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I totally see the potential for this technology to help people in tremendous ways. And, um, I'm really excited to be a part of it, man. I really am. Heck yeah. Yeah, amen. Yeah. And to bring like even more epic haptics to make the experience like as enchanting as possible. Like like you said, Skiva, like like the feeling, even smell, like we're missing a lot of our senses still. That's not perfect. We've kind of optimized the visuals. Like, you know, do you need more than 8K per eye? Probably not. Right. You know, sound, we're getting epic spatial sound at this point. So it's like, okay, we're checkbox there. But just our other senses, it's still lacking. So if we bridge that, like, 
Oh man. I yeah, and so many people are working on it, right? So so right now yeah. there I have friends that I talk to all the time that are working on this thing called Cilia, right? Which this which uh this is from a company called Haptic Solutions Inc. Uh, a couple of really great, smart, awesome individuals that are finding a way to bring smell also into VR. And right now, you can actually, they just started selling their dev kits. So if you can, you, you can hop over there right now and you can get this machine that will let you smell in VR. And you can actually go into Neos and they're implementing this into worlds right now. Nice. Where you can walk down a boardwalk, you walk by like... Like uh, like cotton candy stands, you smell it. You pick up popcorn and you actually smell it. Like there's like we are getting there where all of these smart people are taking their little thing, the little part that interests them, and they are making it reality. And you know when at first thought when I like think about like smell vision in VR, which is a, a really rude way to explain it, yeah. I guess. But I'm just gonna do that just because I feel like it. It's my show, all right. <laughs> if you want to come and join us, feel free, and you can make me call it something else but <laughs> smell a vision in vr kind of sounds like a gimmick to me at mm -hmm. first at first but then i think to myself i don't know if y'all have ever been to disneyland disneyland is like the first immersive experience okay yeah it is fucking sure. awesome it's yeah. like putting on a vr headset it is it's mm -hmm. amazing i love it i'm a huge ass oh huge i'm a grown-ass man and i go to fucking disneyland like a kid without kids and love it it is awesome. And if you've ever been on the Soren over California or Soren over the world or whatever, I bet you if I asked you what your fucking favorite part was, it would be flying over an orange grove and actually smelling the oranges. Yeah, because they is, pump the scent into the room. They pump it right into the room and they actually pump it into the streets and stuff too for like different scents and shit. And I mean, that's goes that's outside of my point here. My point is that you actually love it. You don't, yeah. but we love it. We just don't even realize it. It sounds like a gimmick where... We're almost like, I feel like I personally am like preemptively like saying no before I even fucking get to it. But then when I think about Disneyland, I'm like, wait a second, smelling those oranges on Soarin' Over California was awesome. It's so big. Well, our bodies have smell for a reason, not because yeah. it's not important. Yeah. Like, like it's a very big part of and reality. And it doesn't even need to be something like, like you walk by a trash can, so you smell trash. It's like, what about like, like water? Like, you know, the, like water in a space has a scent like being in trees. rain you know it, it's about yeah, to rain like you have, that get that stuff. smell right exactly right it's so important for all of these different senses to come together to to make one whole reality mm -hmm. i mean it really is they say that scent is a big component of forming memories mm -hmm. right we're already getting there where we're we are like i think back to a lot of memories that i had in vr and those are my memories where i where i did this thing with this person and it was so much fun and we had a blast and blah 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 but like to solidify that memory with things like scent and haptics and feeling things and like it's mm -hmm. it's so it's so important to the overall experience of um having a like a legit experience in you know yeah. like a human experience and a different existence you know, and just to like completely unhinge this thing before we wrap this up and uh, just like leave it all nice and open and keep us wondering and dreaming. Um, you know, I think about sensory perception reality all the fucking time. And I think about how crazy it is that we accept what we experience on a regular basis as truth. We're like, this is the way things are, but it is a limited perspective. It is only a five sensory reality perspective. And there are some creatures that exist on this planet that are lacking in some of these senses. Like if they were, evolved in a cave they don't have eyes they don't look at anything you know like mm -hmm. now their reality is a three sensory perception reality 
there must be something floating around in this fucking room right now that I don't have a sensory perception organ for. Sure, of course. And imagine what kind of an impact that would have if all of a sudden you became privy to a brand new sensory perception that did not exist in your previous five sensory perception culmination experience. Mm -hmm. There has to be something else. Like, there's no way that we we can already see that not all creatures have all the same sensory perceptions. So there has to be things that we are incapable of perceiving, which then just fucking throws all throws it all away from me. It's like, okay, well then, and, and if that's the truth, then I know nothing. I like we we talk about like how we know like we know this yeah. world, we know reality, we know what it means to be alive, we know what it means to die, we know all this stuff, and. I feel like we we're not even close to getting there. Like, yeah, you can only know what you can understand, and it's hard to understand anything that you can't perceive, <laughs> right? right? So, right. so it's interesting. It's interesting. So, that, the, the yeah. reason why I say it is because I want people to stay open minded, right? Like, mm -hmm. as we continue to embrace all of this new stuff, and we enter new realities, and we think about stuff like BCI and all this crazy shit, we need to stay open-minded because it, the things that we are going to start to encounter are going to challenge our like normal five sensory perception perspective of everything. And we will probably have opportunities to experience things that would never be possible within the normal bounds of those senses. And uh, who the fuck knows what happens when we start digging around in here? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. shit might get super crazy. So I think it's important that we like roll with the punches, you know, we, are cool with stuff and we maybe consider the fact that we fucking don't know anything and that it might get really super crazy like create like by definition crazy like outside of what we currently know to be possible as a human like i i seriously think that we are on the precipice of something absolutely fucking massive yeah vr is more than just video games ladies and gentlemen at least it is for us ashley <laughs> we're gonna start to close this up but maybe you can uh just kind of collect your thoughts for us and giving give us some uh some sentiments as we start to wrap it up yeah and just on that point i think what's interesting is there are a lot of things that we use that we can't see um but they exist and i think one that's been a big part of my life has been magnets Hell magnetism yeah. and i think that's a really good example of it so it's like you can play with magnets you can feel the force of the magnets but you can't see the fields but they are they are there they're physically there mm -hmm. um and if we had the ability to perceive them then we would and the world would look very different and that's a very rudimentary and and natural thing um and so i think yeah keeping an open mind is really important um especially when it comes to vr ar and just experiencing what it's like to be in someone else's shoes what it's like to just be in someone else's brain and to just learn things that maybe are outside of your comfort zone and this is such an amazing platform for that absolutely and you know we got to think about the words virtual reality all right. If you want to call this reality virtual, then you should probably start by defining reality. And I don't think we are close to having a definition for that yet. So we are going to be rewriting this definition as we continue to learn more about what it means to experience things, perceive stuff and be a fucking human being. And VR is going to be a big part of that. AR is going to be a big part of that. And um, I am grateful that we have a platform like this to have this conversation because I think this is fucking cool. And I'm having a lot of fun talking about it. Heck yeah. I agree. <laughs> having a lot of fun talking about it, living through this amazing time in our history. 
and just experiencing mm -hmm. all these amazing things that I could never go out and experience without virtual reality. And what's so cool, like I love seeing footage of people from like the 1920s guessing what like 2020 will be like. You know, like <laughs> it's so interesting to have like hear yeah. their perspective. Like, oh, in the future, this is going to happen. Oh, in the future, that's going to yeah. happen. This is all chronicled. Like these conversations that we're having are evidence of how we perceived reality in this time mm -hmm. so we can always come back to this and like learn from the way we were trying to figure things out and we mm -hmm. can or even if it's just purely novelty we're like <laughs> like wow look at how silly we were like we had no idea we were so close you know like it might be like that you know and i'm grateful that this is here like we can come back and listen to these conversations again and and it's not just us there's evidence of humans everywhere having conversations guessing theorizing hypothesizing and dreaming yeah. And I think it's great. Yep. Absolutely. So Ashley Huffman, how, how best do we keep tabs on you? Like if we want to get in touch, if we want to become an Ashley Huffman fan, what is the best route? Definitely follow me on Twitter at Chick Tech. That's probably the best place. That's where I hang out. That's how I know you guys, which is awesome and it hilarious. Um, and then if you want to kind of get involved in the haptics world, you're interested, say you've got a hardware or you're a developer and you want to play with haptics, then you can reach out to me at Ashley at TitanHaptics.com. That's, that's the go-to. And of course, join our haptics club. You can check it out on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and you can just meet a bunch of really cool people in haptics and learn more about the space, whether it's academia, medical, automotive, and then check out, of course, my newsletter, um, haptics.substack, where I try to gather all this stuff in one place because I'm no expert. You use the word expert, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just <laughs> this girl who loves this space so much and is, like, very, I just want to learn, like, a sponge as much as I can, and I try to share all the stuff that I've sponged up, and I try to share it in ways that are easier so you don't have to do as much work. So that's that's how you can get a hold of me. Absolutely, and I'm sure we have some links in the description. Too. We do. They're they're right on the monitor below me yep. here, and also in the description, you can just clicky clicky, yep. nice and easy. Yeah, definitely check out the yep. Haptics Club. How what was it Sign like up every? For the it was like once mm -hmm. of like every couple of weeks or something like that. How often do you do the Haptics Club? Yeah, every other week we do it. So next week we're gonna have a guest who's in the automotive space, and she's a product manager. So it's like really tangible um, expertise on like you know developing haptics in cars and seats and steering wheels and why nice. and how and um, from a product perspective, which is a really rare space. Really I cool. urge I urge everyone to check out the Haptics Club if you're interested in this space because it is it's it's like an emerging club, which of course one day will be way larger than it is now, in my opinion. So this is a great opportunity to get in at something almost near ground level where it's still so intimate like yeah. you can connect with these people who like the speakers like you can ask questions like it's like an open discussion there and it's a great platform and i'm glad that you are utilizing the twitter spaces so well um and i'm glad that you uh i have joined us today you know she had me on the haptics club some months ago and i had a great time with that and you guys go dig around and find my episode of the haptics club with uh, ashley and um now you're here right and and this is just the beginning you know, we're, we're just getting started and we're going to keep having conversations like this one. And uh, I hope that we will invite each other to uh, continue to do this in the future. Awesome. Thanks, guys, so much. I love you guys so much. You're so important in this space and appreciate everything you do, both here and your own kind of like side hustles, full time hustles. Like, it's just amazing. This community is one, the most amazing community I've ever been a part of. So big shout out to all the, the VR folks. Um, thanks for all you do. Thank you, darling. Thank you for joining us. Your words mean so much to us. 
And uh, with that, we're going to just kick you off our ship just like that. So say goodbye, <laughs> everyone, to Ashley. And Bye, thank you so much Ashley. for joining us. Thank um, you so much. You've been awesome. All right. We'll catch enough. you later. Get re- it's enough, okay? It's f- plenty. And there she goes. Plenty. She's amazing. That was great. <laughs> that was such a great conversation. And, um, you know, chat today was awesome. I saw so much good shit there. I wish we could have pulled more into the conversation. But, oh, I know. like, I know. your guys' engagement, I, I see so many awesome thoughts and, like, Thank you guys for taking this shit seriously, you know, and like having these conversations with us. Like sometimes I just feel like I'm just some fucking Sedona hippie who smoked too much weed and now just like talks about (laughs) stupid shit, you know, but like when we open it up and we allow other people to contribute and like bring more to this, it makes me realize that maybe we might be onto something. Like maybe this might actually be something really beautiful, really awesome. And I feel so grateful in the wake of American Thanksgiving um, for all of this. I am grateful yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I hope everyone here in the States that's celebrating Thanksgiving or celebrated Thanksgiving yesterday had a fantastic day. I am thankful for all of you guys and thankful for everyone in the VR community um, and for all of this that we're able to be a part of. I'm super grateful. Things could be a lot fucking worse, dude. Yeah, they could. They yeah, really they could. could. Yep. Um, now, I've been waiting to fucking talk about next week. Dude. This is we have a cool bonus episode coming up on Wednesday. Traveling man, five dollars. Great show. Glad Dude, you guys exist. Thank you. We're not sure thank we you, exist buddy. yet. We're talking about it. We might yeah. exist. We might not. Exist I don't in know. a couple different realities, but yeah. it all might be bullshit. Oh, so, we're we're happy you guys yeah. exist. Thank, thank you, you for so being much. Here. So anyway, next week, dude. Wednesday. So when, when, when I go back and look at video games in my history personally in video games, there is no other title that I put so many thousands of hours into than the title that this guy, Marcus Henderson, was the co-founder of and co-created Guitar Hero, Rock Band, and Unplugged VR. What the fuck? We're going to have the creator of Guitar Hero on our show? Dude, yes. (laughs) Yes. Dude, Guitar Hero is insanely huge. That is like massive massive i've never put so much time into a game i i used to shred that game every song on every game i would do expert like just the i I can't even tell you the impact that this one person has had on my life but it's just bananas one person whose name we didn't really marcus henderson marcus (laughs) henderson was so excited he he was he also you know he he came in and and uh helped with the development of unplugged vr which is which is a a guitar hero like game in virtual reality that utilizes hand tracking uh it's probably the best hand tracking app that there is in my opinion it works so freaking well um, but this person, I, I just, it's just so cool, man. This like, is some legendary shit. Like little kid me would be freaking out yeah, right now. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next Wednesday bonus episode with the fucking creator of guitar hero and rock band. No and big unplugged. deal. Yep. Just and unplug. Yeah. Right. Just chilling, uh, on between realities. So that's going to be on Wednesday and, uh, we'll have a guest of course for everyone uh, joining us on Friday Absolutely. who we will reveal at that time. Yes. Yes. And, and that episode on Friday is going to be an early episode. We want, we, we do oh, have yeah. some things going on and we want to be able to get some people that don't normally get to join us live uh to to be able to come in and join us live as well because we miss the earlier crowd as well yeah so so next friday we'll we'll do an earlier show so we can get on the road and head out to la and go to vr or not vr la but um los angeles comic-con los angeles Mm comic-con yep nice so anyway pretty freaking stoked over here peeps creator of guitar hero and rock band next week on between realities on wednesday anything else 
That's it, man. Thankful for you all yet again. Love you guys. Love you. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.